0: One of the biggest mistakes I did early on in my business is I didn't keep it simple. I overcomplicated things. I tried to do things, mimic the things that people who had six and seven figure businesses were doing. And I was struggling just to make $7. Okay. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Belinda Aramity and I am the host of the Claim Your Space podcast The Claim Your Space podcast is a podcast for entrepreneurs looking to grow and scale their businesses in a way that aligns with the lives they wanna live. I'm a sales and business coach. I've trained hundreds of people on effective social selling strategy. I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a friend. I'm full of sarcasm and wit. And it's taken me a while for me to own my confidence and my space within my industry. And I'm dedicating this podcast to helping you claim your space, own your space, and grow a business that's in alignment with exactly how you want to live your life. It's possible. You can do it. Let's do it together. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Claim Your Space podcast. I am your lovely host, Belinda Aramity, and today we're going to be talking about whether or not you really need to niche down in your business. Um, short answer, yes, but instead of talking and focusing on the client, I find that a lot of times when people talk about the niching conversation, they talk about the customer and the I actually want to talk about what it's going to do for you and your business by niching down. Um, But before we do that, we're going to, of course, have a sales chat. And today I wanted to talk about why you need to say no more often. And by no, I mean no to potential clients. They're going to be people. So as you're growing your business, they're going to be people who reach out to you who are not a good fit for your business and they're not a good fit for the vision that you have for your business. And you need to have the balls, the cojones, the gusto to say no. Um, and the reason why I say it takes cojones and gusto to say no is it's very hard, especially in the early parts of your business to say no to revenue. And maybe you're not at a stage of business where you can, um, and you need to do whatever you got to do in order to bring in money so that you can survive. Um, this message is not necessarily for that person. Um, but if you are a little bit further along and you are, let's say, uh, you're making, you know, let's say between five and $10,000 a month in revenue in your business, you're comfortable, but you are looking to scale and grow. Do not scale and grow with the wrong people or in the direction that you don't want to go. It is not easy to say no to people who are excited to pay you, but it's so important because it will keep you focused. We're going to talk about focus a little bit more when we talk about niching later on in the episode, but it is so important to learn to say no so that you don't get veered off of your path. I am now in such alignment with my own vision and the direction that I'm taking my company in a way that I haven't been for so long. And a big part of that is because I've started to say no to working with certain people or uh, taking on certain projects, because they're just not a fit for the direction I want to go. And now I'm growing in the right direction. I'm doing the things that I want to do. And I feel more joy and fulfillment in my business as I'm scaling. But this feeling wouldn't happen if I took on those projects and those clients and customers that just weren't a fit for either my vision or they weren't a dreamy client. So it's always in the show notes, I've got a dreamy client worksheet. Even if you are progressing along in your business and you're making money, if you find that you don't necessarily like what you're doing, it may not be what you're doing. So let's say you're a graphic designer, you love graphic design, but for some reason it, it no longer feels joyous. I want you to download the worksheet because it might help you. The problem is probably not what you're doing because at the end of the day, you love what you do. It might be the people that you're choosing to work with. So empower yourself. It's really important to learn to say no in your business. Say no to the clients that aren't a good fit for you and the vision and direction that you're trying to take your company because you're just going to be wasting so much time and energy if you don't. All right, so let's get into the episode. So as I mentioned, we're going to be talking about whether or not you really need to niche down in your business. And this is something that almost all of my clients ask me when they're in the earlier stages of their business, when they're really just trying to get that traction, they're trying to get that, you know, that consistent revenue in their business. And the short answer, as I mentioned before, is yes, you do really need to niche down. I would say that this is something that is more critical after the first six months than it is in the first six months. I think in the first six months, you're just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what you like. It's sort of like kids in kindergarten, right? They're not, they're not studying to be engineers or, you know, astrophysicists or doctors when they're four, um, they're, they're learning to develop their senses and what it is that they like within their business. But as you progress, through school, you learn, you know, things that are of higher and higher competencies require more skill. And then you find out where, what direction you want to go and you get more focused in your learning. So I would say in the first six months, it's, it totally makes sense to maybe not niche down and figure out by doing and experiencing and working with different types of people to figure out, okay, what is it? And who is it that I really like to work with? If you find that niching down is something that you feel uncomfortable with. But in my opinion, once you hit the six month mark, you really do want to start getting really focused because at this point you want to make sure that you're not wasting time. Most businesses don't succeed past the 18 month mark. I'm not sure what the exact stat is, but I'm of the opinion that it's because they, if you are not really good at selling, like you know how to turn it on in an instant or you don't have a really strong personal brand where you have a bunch of people just coming clamoring to work with you which you probably won't after 6 months if you you know aren't a social media you know guru superstar niching down will prevent you from wasting time okay and that's that's the first thing that I want to talk about and reason why I think that it matters to niche down because niching down all it is it allows you to focus right it's not about excluding anyone because at the end of the day you are very likely going to have people approach you who aren't part of the quote-unquote niche or the target ideal client that you've created and then you get to decide whether or not you want to work with them. Like maybe they've given you a reason to deviate away from the path that you traditionally take in terms of the clients that you work with. But as an entrepreneur, as an early stage entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur, so whether you are trying to scale to your first 10 K months or you are trying to elevate above and beyond 10 K months, focus is going to allow you to not waste energy because remember the goal here acclaim your space. Okay. The goal is to build a business that's in alignment with the way that you want to live your life and that your life doesn't become focused around growing the business. And so you need to be really focused with your time so that you're not spending 18 hours a day Trying to grow said business, and how do you do that? You do that with focus. If you're going to the gym and you're trying to get more shapely legs, you're not going to waste time doing exercises that are going to help your arms if they're not a problem area for you. If you have a short amount of time to be in the gym and you want to have more shapely legs, you're going to focus your exercises and your work on leg exercises, and that's what you want to do. What niching allows you to do it allows you to not waste time and focus on a particular group of people who you know you can help and that you enjoy helping too. All right, so that's the first thing. Nishing down means that you get to focus and not waste your time. It's about focus, not necessarily exclusion, which is something that I had a hard time with in the beginning, I'm not going to lie. I felt like, well, I don't want to exclude anybody, and that's not what this is about. We're not trying to exclude anyone. We're trying to help ourselves focus, okay? So the second thing that I want to talk about when it comes to why you really do need to niche down in your business is that it's going to allow you to figure out what you need to focus on when it comes to content so that your content can then convert, okay? Everybody focuses and everybody wants the holy grail of content that converts, where people are reaching out to you in business, right? And of course, I mean, even though I'm a salesperson, hey, I absolutely adore when I can skip a step, right? And by skipping a step, there's typically cold call to the discovery, to the proposal, to the close call. Before, you know, primary steps in the uh, in a business transaction, um, I'd love to get rid of the cold call stage. Who doesn't, right? I'm not someone who loves cold calling, which is why I focus so much on building personal brand. But if you want to attract. Particular. if you want to attract clients, your words really need to hit them to the core, right? So I'm going to give you an example. Okay. So let's say you are working for a car company and you need to put on an ad. Okay. And in the ad, the voiceover is saying, this car is for women. And that's it. They just say <laughs> that this car is for women. And you're like, Okay. Is that going to make you feel like, wow, that was so impactful. This ad is really talking to me. Or you listen to a car ad and the voiceover says, this car is for the busy urban professional that has long commutes, three kids, but doesn't want to drive a minivan. Now, of course I wrote that line for myself (laughs) because that is me. I I'm just, I remember before I had kids, I told my husband, I'm like, I'm never driving a minivan. I don't care if we have 12 children, I'm never driving a minivan and I've stuck to my word. I, outside of renting a minivan, cause we're on vacation. Um, I do not drive a minivan and I've got three kids. I've got my, my SUV and I'm very happy, <laughs> but I, I want you to think what stands out more. So I'm going to say those two lines again. Okay. You're selling a car. The car ad says, this car is for women and that's it. Or the car ad says, this car is for the busy urban professional woman that has long commutes, three kids, and doesn't want to drive a minivan. What do you think is more impactful? The point of an ad, right? They've been doing attraction marketing in the world for a really long time. This predates social media, right? But in order for something to really you know, reach through someone's phone for it to really connect with someone, it needs to be specific, right? And what happens when we don't niche down is we create general statements where we are just talking to women instead of just the specific type of woman that we really want to talk to. We can't create content around the specific type of problems that our specific type of person has, because guess what? You really need from post to post to post for these things to resonate with your audience because you're training them that every time they come across your content, that it's going to resonate with them. It's either going to make them laugh or they're going to learn something, but it feels like you made that content for them. If you, when you don't niche down. You start writing for one audience and then you start writing for another. And what might happen is you end up losing your audience because three posts go by that they stopped and read it and it didn't resonate. That message didn't resonate. And they're like, oh, no need for me to, you know, pay attention to your content anymore because it doesn't resonate with me. But when you niche down and you have really focused content, every single piece of content is hard hitting. And that's how you create content that converts. That's how you really develop a strong personal brand that sells. So that's reason number two for why you really do need to niche down in your business is that it helps to create that converting content, that holy grail type of content that everybody wants. And the third thing that uh, that I want to talk about today is it allows you to know what to do with your offer. So one of the, I don't want to say the hardest thing, but it is not simple and easy to come up with offers in your business, especially in the beginning stages of your business or as you are pivoting. So I primarily work with two types of entrepreneurs. The first set, they're in the earlier stages of their business and they're trying to scale towards 10K months or they're trying to grow towards 10K months. Excuse me, you're not scaling, going to 10K. You are growing to 10K. And then the second group of entrepreneurs, they are, they are elevating above the 10 K mark. They're moving between 10 and probably like $25,000 a month, um, in revenue. So they're beginning the, because what I found at the 10 K mark, almost all entrepreneurs start to pivot a little bit and they're like, "Mm, you know what? The original plan that I had for my business is a little bit different than what it is that I want to be doing. And you, you grow some brass balls, so to speak. Once you start having that consistent revenue in your business and you're like, you know what? I feel safe to move in a different direction. So anyways, that's neither here nor there, but especially in the beginning or when you're about to pivot or shift in your business a little bit, knowing what to do with your offers is tricky. Um, But when you know exactly who you're speaking to, it makes crafting your offers so much easier because you sit there and you're like, okay, okay what would sally need right now if she was trying to refine her instagram strategy or what does sally need right now um that's a paid offer that's a higher end offer that she would really appreciate what is something that sally would pay five thousand dollars for or forty seven dollars for or twenty five thousand dollars for So I'm getting into the foray into the world of masterminds, putting together, um, a couple of masterminds and working more deeply with a higher level of entrepreneur as I grow the coaching side of my business. And what I found as I was sitting and figuring out, okay, what am I going to include in these masterminds? I could picture, like literally picture at my desk as I'm writing, you know, in, in a Google doc, what needed to be in this mastermind, because I understand Sally, right? I understand what she's looking for, what she needs, what is going on in her personal life, in her business. And it makes creating my offer, creating the copy so much easier, right? And it also helps you determine when you need to build something, create a new offer and say, you know what, there is a gap in my offers or there is a gap in the marketplace. A lot of times people focus on, Ooh, what's missing in the marketplace. I want to come out with something completely new and there's nothing wrong with that. But I also feel like it's really important to look at where the gaps are in your own offers, right? That value ladder of, what are, what am I providing to my audience for free? What am I providing to my audience that's under a hundred dollars between 200 and $500, you know, up to a thousand dollars between a thousand and $5,000. And then, you know, above and beyond, right? Look at your value ladder. Look at what your offers are, figure out like, do you have offers that meet people where they are? You want to keep it simple. You don't want to have too many offers. But again, when you niche down, you know what to do with your offers. You know when to build, when to build them out and you know what to build. And that's really, really important because it all goes down to the first point I made, which is niching down allows you to focus your energy. Okay. The ethos that I really want you to take from everything that I share is that you want to keep it simple one of the biggest mistakes I did early on in my business is I didn't keep it simple. I overcomplicated things. Um, I tried to do things, mimic the things that people who had six and seven figure businesses were doing. And I was struggling just to make $7. Okay. You, I was implementing strategies that were just far above my pay grade at the time. So the best thing i think that you can do as you're trying to grow to 10k months or you're trying to elevate from 10k to 25k months is you want to keep it as simple as possible especially as you add people to your team if you're elevating to above and beyond 10k months so that's that's my long-winded way of saying that yes you really do need to niche down it's okay i feel in the first 6 months of your business to kind of you know dabble a bit uh sample a few things but once you hit the 6 month mark it's really important that you get some, some really solid traction in your business in that 6 to 12 month mark because of the momentum the energy that you have the excitement that you still have for your business so then you can take what you build between 6 and 10 months or 6 and 12 months excuse me and continue to grow um and you you've set up a really solid foundation for yourself in your business so a really quick recap one Nishing means that you focus, you're not excluding. Okay. Uh, number two, it helps you know what to do with your content. So you have, you are able to actually create content that converts, not just create content. And then number three, it helps you know what to do with your offers, what to build and when to build it. So as always, I hope that you found this episode useful or valuable in some way. If you are listening to me on your handheld device, <laughs> handheld device, your phone. Oh my gosh, this is painful. Um, if you're listening on Apple uh, podcast, I'd love for you to leave me a review excuse me or if you're listening on amazon or Castbox, or wherever you're listening i'd love for you to leave me a review um and then if you could also take a screenshot of this episode tag me on social on instagram specifically um at belinda aramity i would love for me to like get to know you guys and that you're listening and that i know that it's like real people listening to my podcast and um you know buzzsprout isn't just trying to make me feel good so that I continue to pay to host my podcast uh, through them month to month. (laughs) Anyways, thank you so much for listening. I think time is our most valuable commodity and I really appreciate that you are using some of yours to listen to me. Until next time, talk to you guys later. Bye.